listening to the Ace Broadcasting Network.
Welcome, podcasters. Today's our fourteenth episode, uh, and um, it's a few. We have a few themes floating around. We're going to try to pull them in. These themes are big enough that we can work on them for almost all the time because there's an endless amount of uh, uh, thought and work on them. One of the basic fundamental ideas that we've worked from is that we're basically asleep. The sleep comes from deep-rooted programmings in our early life where the essence of our being got lost somewhere around three, four, five years old. It got dominated by social training and personality and the real life force in us kind of uh, splintered. So we always go back to that idea of, of that. And one way of trying to move on to another consciousness is meditation. So we kind of uh, just introduced that idea of meditation. And um, so I thought today that um, I would uh, kind of give Ray a guided meditation and so that the podcast people could hear it and follow it and actually take them on their own and do that. And um, then if they're interested, they can look more deeply into it. What I mostly do on the show is what I call um, training wheels. In other words, this is not the real bike ride, sort of. The training wheels guide and help. And then if you really have interest in things, then you, uh, you'll need a school and uh, uh, expert. If you'll need a, uh, with meditation, it's good to get a one-by-one, one-to-one training with it. And schools like Zen and and the Eastern schools work with it. But anyway, we're just on a training wheels basis of it. So to start off with that, uh, one thing in this work from sleep uh, to a more conscious life, we need ways, we need tools, we need models, um, we need to get connected with uh, schools and so on to try to begin to work our way out of a deep sleep. Well, one is meditation. So let's start with that. I'm going to work with Ray in the next five or ten minutes, and meaning I'm working with you too. So you could follow it too. So the first fundamental thing with this is our structure, which means uh, the foundation. So Ray's a builder. He does a lot in construction work and building, and he knows about if, if the if the foundation is not right, then anything you put on top of it begins to collapse after a while. So first, the foundation. Okay, you ready, Ray? Yeah. Okay. So first um, is that the back be straight. So just to feel that for a moment. Um, check ourselves over and see how we're feeling. I'm doing it with him as we go along. One of, one of the major tools also from sleep to more awakening is attention. Our attention has been taken up by a lot of uh, little selves and, and fragmented all over the place. So we're going to try to gather that attention and using concentration to gather that attention so we have a stronger attention and freer and to, to free ourselves from the power of sleep gradually to have attention help us with that. Okay, so here we begin. I feel my feet on the floor, getting ready to do that. Um, 
my left hand in my right hand, and that's that's various different schools do different things with that. That's why I'm calling this more of a um, uh, by what did I call that? Training wheel. Yeah, training wheels. Okay, so you feel the left hand. You feel the sensation of that left hand and the right hand. Your back is straight. Um, you begin now to check in with your breathing. Now, here's the beginning of concentration. It's like as though you have a beam of light in your mind that's now shining down to kind of uh, the stomach area, a couple of inches below the belly button is where the muscle for breathing that goes in and out. So we kind of shine our light, our awareness on that area, that muscle. So everybody can feel our podcast audience, try it. As you breathe, you can feel that muscle right below the navel area. Now we shine a light, we shine a light of concentration on that area. And we do it now, then we add without accounting. The natural in-breath is one, and the out-breath is one also. So a full in and out-breath is one. So Ray is sitting there, his eyes are closed, his back straight, feet on the ground, and maybe you'd like to try it too. So the next breath, and these are natural breaths, is two. So two with the in-breath and two with the out-breath. Meantime, you're trying to, you can see it's very easily, you can very easily lose it. If the mind comes up with different thoughts, may pull you in different directions. So you, you notice that and just uh, don't fight it. Just let that go. And three, in and out. Feeling that muscle, always checking in to see the posture, have a sensation of your hands. Four, and remember it's just one number goes in and out. Five, in and out. Six, in and out. And so on, keep that up until you get to ten. So as you reach 10, you're very much aware of your surroundings and where you are. You feel a, a sensation of your interior life in the body. One of the main things is that the body has to get quiet. So we're searching for a deeper quiet inside ourselves. So then you can go backwards from 10 to 9 and so on. And then you move down to zero. Each time stopping a little and checking in about what's happening with you, whether you're moving your feet, whether you're not still, you're going to try to be as still as possible. So now you're connected with that little breathing muscle, and you're shining the light on it. From 1 to 10, and do a check-in when you get to 10, and from 10, back to 1 again. Now, in the meantime, thoughts may come, 
and you allow the thoughts to come. But you don't kind of make them heavy and dig into them. Just let the thoughts come and let them go. A feeling or sensation may come and come and go. Sometimes a sexual feeling or fantasy or some kind of imagination will come and uh, let it come and go. With the in-breath, you're taking in life, you're receiving. With the out-breath, you're just letting go what you received. And some residue will stay. Finding a quiet place in myself. One of the main things in the Eastern world of of meditation is this finding this deep inside us there's a quiet place that's um, nonverbal. It's a depth we maybe have never touched before. But to reach this depth, which we won't do today, uh, but to reach a depth of quietness in the body, you got to go through layers of different kinds of thought patterns, defenses sometimes, opinions about it. Remember, in the state of sleep, those opinions aren't worth much because you're not touching a real deep eye. You're touching more of a false or false self eye. The hope is that through meditating, after being with it for quite a while, we're just, remember, we're just at the training wheels um, level of it, that it's possible to go deeper and deeper, to relax the body more and more, to feel the tensions beginning to rise and go and love may, may be able to drop some tensions, some uptightness in the body by just the idea in, in the meditation that the seeing becomes very important. And you know, usually the way the mind works, the mind tries to aggressively get rid of everything, figure it out, manip- manipulate it, and get rid of it. So we're not getting rid of anything. Producing a different environment inside us, that the environment of seeing, rather than the the toughness of um, how mind works and figures things out. So, if you're following along, you should begin to feel a little relaxation. begin to feel some sensation in your body. And a beginning appreciation for quiet somewhere in this body. Eventually, 
In meditation, there has to be a whole quietude. The body and everything is still. Remember, everything we do in life is for some purpose. We sit and watch television. We sit and read. We sit. This is a this is sitting without without a purpose that um, the sleeping mind, the ordinary mind, could understand. It's like a rock, just sitting. With no purpose that the ordinary mind could get involved in. Okay, let's uh, maybe check in with Ray. See how he's um, how this felt for him. This concentration from mind to that muscle to breathing. How did it? How's it feeling so far, Ray? I was there. Yeah, I was there. It's um, it's liberating at a level. You know, it's like, um, you know, I came in here with a bunch of stuff, and I forgot what it was. And it just centers you. Mm. You know, it puts you in a different, it puts you in a different state. I mean, if you can hang in there with it, you know, because you'll run around in your head. But if you stick with the counting and the um, picture of the diaphragm with the light, it'll it'll take you to a different place. Mm-hmm. So you felt some of the quietness, huh? Yeah. And your voice is pretty relaxing, for me anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, it gets you there a little faster. On my own, I don't, I don't get there as quickly. Okay, for the pod audience, for any of those that tried it, um, you can begin to see what, if any effect, on this very short thing we did. I mean, it's not, it's hard to even call it meditation. It's just the beginning of thinking about it, but if you can get anything that can stop this creature from moving, which is very hard, it always is moving one place or another. The mind is racing ahead. The body is uh, um, anxious and rubbing and uh, planning where it's going to go next and all of that. So anytime there's something in us that can still ourselves, an intelligence that just can say, stop, stop all that stuff, uh, enough that it can settle down, and then let it come and go, and so I can see it. That's what we're trying for. Usually the only time anybody stops is when um, something really tragic happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I see that. You know, like a death or an accident or super ill. That's usually the only time people, you know, take take a step back or, or slow stuff down. Yeah. A shock in the state of sleep that we can go on with the sleep to the very end unless something ever intervenes in it. But sometimes shocks come along. Shocks of emotional shocks and relationships and loss of loves or different kinds of way that were different things in relationship where we, we suffer loss, uh, illness in our own bodies, worries about that, the shock of people around us that are dying, and that, and that shocks us momentarily. 
And for a moment, we could even wake a little bit because the shock has kind of stopped us and our, our automatic mechanical life has been shut down for a moment. You get Yeah, but you get afforded a, a bunch of those throughout your life, right? Yeah, and eventually produce your own shock so you don't have to. But that's a little further down the line. But that's the way shocks could be utilized. One of the main things in the training of higher consciousness is that eventually in our life, whatever is in front of us, we have we um, we what we add a higher uh, level of it. So whatever comes in our life, all the different possibilities, we we add and make it make it. That's not a good word, and we um, enrich enrich or allow it. We add something higher to it. So there could be very low, could be people that are angry at us, or all kinds of different things, greeds and things that come towards us in, in sleep. There's all kinds of things going on. And as it reaches us, we have a capacity to, to like transform something a little higher within ourselves. It doesn't mean we change the situation or we change people. Uh, deep sleep is hard to change but that we add a little higher element to it. Um, Does that mean you don't like really participate in 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 like the day-to-day functions or does part of you – I mean part of me participates in that. Like I know about the greed stuff. I know about like, hey, I got to get a handle on whatever or then – you know, when you're talking to somebody and you, you know, you're thinking in your head, "My God, this guy's fucking inept," you know, and that kind of thing. So, does that mean you don't, or or you you give a different energy to it? Yeah, that's a good example, raise uh, or a question, raise raising. You know, like my plumber, yeah. for instance, not the really good guy, you know, and I and I try and have a compassion for him, but then I go, I think to myself, like. Why did I lasso my myself with this guy? And I go, oh, I know why, because I can make money off of him, you know. Mm. And then it just goes on to a, a different. Like you're mad at him, but who are you really mad at? And then you look for a little bit deeper truth, even in, at that level. And then there's right behind that level, there's another one. And then you go like, oh, okay, it's more self-loathing than loathing him. <laughs> you know, and it's just like who you saddle yourself with. And if you look at the the bigger part of it, it winds up being a mirror on you. Hmm. You know, it's like when a couple, what, three, four years ago when I was talking to you, I was telling you, it's like I woke up one morning next to the truth and it was just fucking debilitating, hmm. you know, to, to really see a deeper truth when it, within oneself hmm. and to admit it and not to run from it. You know, and uh, I had to see you twice weekly back then. But um, that was tough. You know, it's tough, to, it's tough to hang in there with it. Yeah, it really is. Remember, we're caught in this reactionary, mechanical, almost hypnotic. Um, and you want to be fucking right with it, you know? Yeah, you want to be right. And there's all kinds of image in it and, uh, and to be right. And so you're... As things come at you, sometimes things are too overwhelming, and this is the part that takes time, uh, you know, that you can't control yourself when something comes. But um, the first part is to begin to see my own reactionary state 
when whatever's going on in front of me, particularly something that people don't like me or some way they say I'm wrong or my opinion is anything like that, then immediately we're going to feel a reaction to that. And those reactions are pretty mechanical. Um, so we begin to see our own mechanical reactions and sometimes to buy little time just in that area and see what, the, what is this person really saying and could they actually be, their observation be, uh, add uh, some truth to something. Um, and what we mostly don't give people a chance. As soon as that comes up, our impulse is to shut it down and then begin to defend ourselves. So if something else, something could delay that defending ourselves, and we could live with that impulse that's saying, yeah, you, you, you know, What wanna... the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> right. A lot of that. Then that could, um, first place, not add to the negativity by my own defense system. It doesn't mean we don't speak what we feel is right. It's not that. We just walk around quiet. Uh, nothing, you know, you need to be there, but you're also asking for a little higher intelligence in yourself not to go along totally mechanically. That's the idea of it. And sometimes that helps the situation, and people feel that's in you, and they begin to relax, and they don't have to come on as strong. But, you know, the world's got tons of stuff and a lot of deep sleep and angry people and irritation and people looking to take advantage, you know. That's why it's so difficult. We have to find that quietness in ourselves. And that, 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 takes, that takes a little while. It's, like, it's kind of ironic that you find a, a, a deeper truth through, you know, the silence. Well, I guess it's not ironic because, you know, you are the way you are. I mean, at least I am the way I am at a lot of levels because uh, where I was, it was a, you know, noise fest. Yeah. You know, yeah. a lot of screaming, a lot of yelling, a lot of posturing, you know, some physical contact, you know. I mean, my mom could beat me up until I was about, I guess, 10 or so. You know, mm -hmm. then I could kick her ass, but, you know, I never did. But, um, you know, and then the smacking you and then, you know, the, the, she hurt her hand on us, you know, that kind of thing. And you look at it and you smile about it and it's funny. But then, you know, you incorporate that. Mm -hmm. You know, like um, I remember when I was little, I'd, I'd let people hit me as hard as they could just because it wouldn't hurt. Mm. But what's that really saying? Yeah. Ouch. Mm. Ouch at a whole other level. Ha sock me as hard as you can, Jim, oh. in my right arm. Oh, God. Yeah. The pain of Do you want to do it or no? No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes, yeah, so I look look at the state you're in to take a blow and just to show that you know you could be you you, know, you, you could take it. it yeah, yeah I could take it and um, that, and that that yeah. theme works itself out through you know now I mean I still deal with that theme at a level mm -hmm. you know like yeah, I'll do it and then do it and you know get socked now I'm getting hit in the temple and, and the wallet you know and, mm. you don't, and you don't you don't make the correlation unless you you can be quiet and really look at yourself you won't see the peat and repeat you won't see the cycle you're in unless you can get help and you can be quiet yeah 
You know, we can't believe that there's any other knowledge other than um, the knowledge of words and ideas, that there could be something at another level that has um, a different foundation, like saying quietness, that you can reach something there, there's an intuition that's touched there, that though it may eventually be put into words, but there's a whole wisdom in our life that's beyond words. Um, we're totally in a world of words. There was one time, you know, man didn't use language in this way and worked at a whole other level. But to do that, we have to touch it and, and, to, and to move away from the part of us that just believes that and nothing else is a great struggle. It's a tough thing to buy into. Yeah. So that's why we're today starting with meditation to see if we can touch that very quiet place in our body and rest there for a while and rest from the tensions. And eventually that has to be done many, many times before we get any. We can get a little bit at one level. but And super easy to be skeptical of, of it too and super easy to um, to put it down at a level, you know. Or say, you know, all the, I mean, you know, like I brought my mom a couple of times to see you and, and all she, you know, I can't stand him. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Like, Ma, calm down. What's the matter? What, what can, have you shaken his hand? Uh, no, I don't really shake his hand. I hug him when I leave. And, and, uh, you know, she would just go after whatever yeah. she could go after just to say, I ain't buying it. You know, but on the flip side, I think she was buying it. Mm -hmm. You know, I think she was, it's some, you know, she couldn't communicate it. She didn't like it. You know, how long have you been going there now? Mm -hmm. What do you mean? How long? You know, how much is it ever? Okay. You know, that kind of thing. It's just, oh, mm -hmm. come on, man. I go, on, it's the best, best money I've ever spent. And then um, I remember one time I really got down to her level and I go listen ma he's not the one who raised the fucked up kid and she's just like <laughs> it was bad bad scene you know and then I, I sat her down I go alright ma here's here's the deal and here's I'm, I apologize for saying that you know mm -hmm. and and then um, we got into it a little bit more you know and she when I said he's, he's not the one who raised the fucked up kid it was just she was bawling mm -hmm. you know and I had, to, I had to reel that in pretty quick well, you know, to put ahead, because we're coming uh, close to um, ending our first um, uh, half-hour session, we're going to do two today, um, that I, I, I danced with his mother. It's a funny thing to say, but uh, yeah, at Adam's, Adam's wedding, um, she came up and asked me to dance. <laughs> so funny what he's saying right now. Now you can picture this lady and I dancing together. Um, and it was a very different. It was feeling. fantastic. Yeah, I'm I'm smiling big right now. Uh huh. Yeah, I remember I remember that. And our dance, and she was very different and very more open, and didn't seem to feel that way about me at that time. Mom, my mom could cut a rug. Yeah, you know, my mom, my mom dug dancing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she brought that part of her, which wasn't a defended part, and it was much more open, and it was really nice to dance with her. Yeah, she said you were good. She she loved you after that. <laughs> she, <laughs> she loved me after the dance. Yeah. You know, it's a funny thing. 
it's almost as though we're really going to, uh, in some way, we have to dance with each other, and that's a different. That's different than just speaking. Somehow, the dancing allows us to relax. We hold one another, and um, in, in a way, in the, in the music, and something loosens defenses, and we kind of relax. How could we dance with life in the same way? Be open with life is kind of what this um, series is about. Anyway, we're going to put an end to uh, part one. And, and I hope you follow the, some of you tried the, the meditation um, concentration exercise I gave with the breath. And if, let us know if you're interested in that, if you would like to have more of that. Um, we can do a little bit of that. So we'll wait to hear from you uh, for that. So anyway, to sign off now and then move on to the second one and we'll continue. Wait, wait, you got to do your sign yeah. off. Come on. Oh, the, Ray wants me to do the buzzing. You know, on trumpet to build the aperture, you, one part of that is buzzing. Oh. So I can go up the scale that way, but I'm doing it with busing and not with the trumpet. So that's what Ray's talking about. Okay, so let's sign off for now, and we're coming right back to do another one. For